Get your plane, I said. We leave now. He meant that thing. Not many hours had died before the hired plane set us down at the airport between Asheville and Hendersonville. A taxi rode us into Hendersonville. Mr. Yandro woke up a used car man and bought a fair car from him. Then, on my guiding, Mr. Yandro took out in the dark for that part of the mountains I pointed out to him. The sky stretched over us with no moon at all, only a many stars, like little stitches of blazing thread in a black quilt. For real light, only our headlamps, first on a paved road twining around one slope and over another and behind a third, then a gravel road and pretty good, then a dirt road and pretty bad. What a stinking country, said Mr. Yandro as we chugged along a ridge as lean as a butcher knife. I didn't say how I resented that word about a country that stoops to none for prettiness. Maybe we ought to have waited till day, I said. I never wait, he sniffed. Where's the town? No town, just the valley, three, four hours away. We'll be there by midnight. Oh, God. Let's have some of that whiskey I brought. He reached for the glove compartment, but I shoved his hand away. Not if you're going to drive these mountain roads, Mr. Yandro. Then you drive a while and I'll take a drink. I don't know how to drive a car, Mr. Yandro. Oh, God, he said again, and couldn't have scorned me more if I'd said I didn't know how to wash my face. What is a Desrick exactly? Only old-aged folks use the word anymore. It's the kind of cabin they used to make. Strong logs and a door yon can bar and loophole windows. So you could stand off Indians, maybe. Or the wild beasts can't reach you, he quoted and snickered. What wild beasts do they have up here in the forgotten latitudes? Can't rightly say. A few bears, a wild cat or two. Used to be wolves and a bounty for killing them. I'm not sure what else. True enough, I wasn't sure about the tales I'd heard. Not anyway when Mr. Yandro was ready to sneer at them for foolishment. Our narrow road climbed a great slant of rock one way, then doubled back to climb opposite, and became a double rut, with an empty, hell-scary drop of thousands of feet beside the car. Finally, Mr. Yandro edged us into a sort of nick beside the road and shut off the power. He shook. Fear must have been a new feel in his bones. Want some of the whiskey, John? He asked and drank. Thank you, no. We walk from here anyway, beyond the valley. He grumped and mad whispered, but out he got. I took a flashlight and my silver-strung guitar and let out. It was a downways walk on a narrow trail where even mules would be nervous, and not quiet enough to be easy. There were mountain night noises, like you never get used to, not even if you're born and raised there and live and die there. Noises too soft and sneaky to be real murmuring voices. Noises like big flapping wings far off and then near. And, above and below the trail, noises like heavy soft paws keeping pace with you. Sometimes two paws, sometimes four, sometimes many. They stay with you, noises like that. All the hours you grope along the night trail, all the way down to the valley so low, till you bless God for the little crumb of light that means a human home, and you ache and pray to get to that home, be it ever so humble, so you'll be safe in the light.